You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 209. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yes. And now I can say under the lights. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Got some new lighting in here, and we're just, we're fancy, huh? Right. <laughs> no more hitting your head on the yes. lights. I know. No more bashing my head on the lights. And I'll I tell you. Uh, noticed they're kind of fancy. They have a dimmer switch Oh, I know, right? Oh, wow. It's like a legit studio in here <laughs> you get the ambiance when you walk in uh-huh it's crazy well wow. i'm happy that you are no longer going to hit your head when you stand up well i just want to thank uh our supporters out there the people that continue to give monthly i want to thank my brother chris who pitched in and uh, chris was uh here uh two two sessions ago mm-hmm. gave his testimony and uh, Brother Tommy, I think it was, Brother Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. And thank you so much, guys, for, for praying for us and supporting us. And we can't do it without you. Just little things like that that add up. We're able to make those improvements to the studio and, and things like that. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. All right. What's going on over there? How's your week, Mikey? I know you got something to oh, talk about. We was... won't talk about the other. The You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow lord's well, taking care of that oh yeah um sunday was father's day and you know there are times when i uh, you look up the father and say okay here i am another holiday or special day like father's day i'm spending it alone and um this was the case on father's day and um but i heard from all four of my children and I was texting my daughters, like all three of them at the same time. Uh, I even called one of them, spoke with them for an over an hour. And by the time that was done, like early evening, I was on cloud nine. That's fabulous, Mike. I was. Isn't that wonderful? I was yeah. on cloud nine. It was the best Father's Day I probably spent in years. And, amazing. And That's how the home. father rolls. Absolutely. Whoa. That's amazing. Uh-huh. You're going to tell the other one real oh, quick? yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Absolutely. So, and then I go to work on Monday, and, you know, I lead a men's group at uh, Real Life, Real Men at uh, night, and I got home from work uh, to switch over and change and head on out, and I, okay, when I'm at work, I can't, sh- you know, use the phone and everything else, so I just, okay, I'll quickly check, see if there's any texts there, and there was one, and... I looked at the name because I read the when I read the text I oh and I read the name and it was from my grandson Austin I believe he's 22 and he wrote me and, and it just I was in awe I actually had to pause and I was a little late getting to uh, the men's group it says how do I get more involved with God so that means, like I said, I've been, and I told them, I've been praying for, for that and the other ones for years. And, you know, we went on a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I get a text from them saying, I did hear about you coming up there for Thanksgiving. 
I've been thinking about God for a while now, and I just want to give him my all. Woo! And that's out of nowhere. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And guess what happened at 4 o'clock this afternoon? I led my grandson, Austin, to Christ. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, right? Wow. I got the goosebumps. You should. Uh-huh. It was awesome. That's how the father rolls. Yes, it does. Man, that's fantastic. And he has, he has a sister, Emily, who is probably four or five years younger than him. And um, I said to him, I says, you know, she's going to be watching you. She says, oh, he, she already is. I says, yeah. well, then we're probably going to have the same conversation with her probably in a few weeks. Right. <laughs> praise That's the Lord. That's wonderful, uh-huh. Mike. I'm so happy. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. Praise the Lord. So. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, it is. Fantastic. How about you, babe? What's going on? Oh, um, you know, just really, really busy and trying to keep up with everything. Um, tough week, pain level-wise for me. So appreciate those prayers out there. For those of you that don't know, she's been suffering from a frozen shoulder. And yeah. the therapy has been excruciating it's been tough but um you know some days you feel better and some days you don't feel so great so this week was the latter unfortunately Mm. so but we'll get there we're halfway through so amen to that yeah okay i don't think any likes or countries today no there was no facebook likes out there all right wow if anybody out there has not liked us on Facebook yet, please do so. So Fritz will have a smile on his face when it comes time for this. Boy, I have a smile on my face after that story you just told. Oh, sure. Could nothing take that off my face. Oh, sure. But I do want to say, uh, apologize, big shout out to the to the folks that listen on Mixler. Uh, they're doing a big, uh, I guess, a server upgrade or some kind of maintenance. So Mixler is down. And if you're listening to this uh, on your device post-production then you'll know what happened it's not that you can't right hopefully they'll be back on by next week right exactly so uh, it was news to me as well i tried to log in and boom so anyway that's what's going on with that so all right well we've got a guest calling in tonight i'm gonna let uh my wife tina introduce yeah um actually this is um a referral from our good friend trish ah i knew it right we knew it Former host of Thank God's Stories Radio. Thank you, Trish. Um, so our guest, Bonnie Harrington, is a stay-at-home mom and a grandma to 18 grandchildren. Holy smokes. I thought I was doing good with eight. <laughs> oh, she's got everybody beat, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she's originally from Rochester, New York, um, but she's currently living in South Carolina. And she's working to uh, support an organization that assists with Bible translations. Mm. Uh, the acronym is JARS, Jungle Aviation Radio Services. So we are delighted to welcome Miss Bonnie Harrington to the show. Welcome, Bonnie. Miss Bonnie, welcome Thank to you, the Bonnie. show. Thank you. Thank you and hello. Hello. We're hello. so excited you said yes. Amen really? to that. How did, how did, <laughs> if you were up in North Carolina, how did Trish get to know you I'm on a chat she was stuck in traffic a couple of years ago and um and and we were on a giraffe site uh, I love giraffes they're my favorite animal oh, ever I think that's, that's right. God's greatest creation and <laughs> she saw the chat so she said I'm stuck in traffic for quite a while so I thought maybe to keep me keep me calm and patient um I thought get up on this this uh, site and just chat with people while I'm waiting. And um, I heard her, I saw her text, and then I cannot remember the conversation. But she was talking about, she was talking about being patient and talking about God and and learning, you know, needing to learn. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was close to that conversation. But this was a while back, mm-hmm. and. I was sharing things with her, so I came right in and started talking to her because I knew, she, you know, sometimes you have to be careful because you don't know who you're talking to. Right. But I was talking to her, and um, I was sharing a whole a whole different story, and to uh, to I can't even remember what I was saying. Um, I, you know, because I've had a lot of good things that the Lord has done for me, but I just couldn't remember the story. But 
when this story that I'm sharing tonight uh, uh, came about, I immediately thought of her, and I said, I wonder if I still have her name in my in my uh, phone. Um, and I found her. So I said, uh, I told, I I contacted her through through um, through Messenger. And I said, I'd like to share, uh, I don't know if you remember me, because I was shared a story with you, but I've got a new story that's, that's just a, a miracle from God. And I've written it up, and I want to send it to you through email. And she told me it just brought tears to her eyes. It was so amazing that she says, I really think you should tell this story. And I said, well, if it glorifies God, I'm for it. And all that's right. all I'm here for. It is nothing about me. It's about what God does, what God can do, and to encourage others to never give up on prayer, because it may take a long time, but it's always in God's that's time. That's right. Like Amen I, to that. Like You're earlier, preaching I, already. Like like <laughs> earlier, I've been praying for my, my whole family, especially my, 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 my children and my grandchildren for, and mm. out of nowhere, my grandson Austin. And yes, so that is an awesome story. Yes. So, so now he's saved. Oh, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes, there's nothing like it. I know it. I've got I've got some grandchildren that know the Lord, too, quite a few on both my husband's and my side. And it's wonderful to see them grow, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, and know where they're going to, that they're going to be with the Lord one day. Yes. Um, Amen. Yeah, I know. Oh, I think that was a wonderful story. Yes. Absolutely. All right, well, let's hear your story. Yeah. All right, well, let me begin. Um, like I said, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell it like it is. And I, um, I know there's some few friends and some family that are, that. I, I, can they hear me too from if I'm telling the story? Or no? Well, they can't hear you live, Miss Bonnie, because Mixler is down, but they, okay. they can listen after the fact because um, it's on. Yes iTunes right. and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Or our website. Radio.com. Oh. They can go to the website. There's tons of places they can get it. And it'll be, post- right. I, it'll be posted yeah. today, too, Miss yes. If you like us on okay. Facebook, I was curious. Yes. <laughs> you could hear it. You'll be able to hear it this evening. Oh, all right. All right. It's going to be all number right. 209. Well, okay. 209? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what is? How do I do that? Can that's okay, Miss Bonnie. We'll walk you through it after. Yeah, that's no yes. problem. If you oh, just right. like us on Facebook, you'll yeah. see it. We just want to hear your just story. Like you on Facebook, okay? And it's under the uh, um, God Stories Radio. Yes. Yep. Facebook. Sure is. Okay. All right. Okay. And number two hundred nine. All right. Well, I'll start out to tell you that um, it was the it was in the year nineteen sixty three when I was sixteen years old. Um, I used to go to a roller skating rink on Friday nights with my girlfriend. I had a, I had a favorite girlfriend and we loved to roller skate and we would sometimes take the bus or walk. It was about two, two to three miles away from us as I could remember. And, and, uh, we used to go pretty much every Friday and enjoy ourselves. And, uh, and, uh, one Friday, my girlfriend told me she, couldn't make it that night, and I wanted to go so bad, so I took off and I went on my own. And um, we know that I had been there several times because I was going pretty much every Friday, as I said. And there, there was a gentleman there who I thought was a very good skater, absolutely, uh, like just awesome skater, uh, could twist and turn and do all these beautiful things, and. Um, so, you know, he was no stranger to me in a way because I, he'd say hi and I'd say hi because he was there every Friday. Well, anyway, so I'm there at the roller skating rink and um, and uh, he asked me where my girlfriend was. He says, you're usually to a repair. And I said, uh, well, she couldn't make it tonight, but that didn't stop me because I wanted to come skating. And uh, I stayed for a couple hours and then I w- it was getting dark, so I decided I'm going to go home. and. He asked if he could walk me home, and I thought, boy, what a gentleman. I go, are you sure you want to walk me home? Because I'm a little over two miles. I said, sometimes I take a bus, especially at night, but uh, sure, you know, that's very nice of you to offer. 
And uh, so um, I'm not going to go into any detail because I can't. I'm not, I will not. I will not go there. But what I will say is, uh, he ended up raping me. And uh, when that happened, um, I was so scared and humiliated at 16 years old or any age. I think anybody would feel that way. I didn't share it with my parents. And, um, but they knew something was going on, especially my mom. Uh, she could see that, you know, there was some issues and she asked me about it. And I said, I'll be all right, mom. It's okay. Don't worry about me. It's all right. Well, a month, about a month later, I was on my way to the bus stop. Um, none of us had a car. My dad didn't even have a car and we always took a bus and I was taking a bus, um, I can't remember where I was going, but um, it, it was so long ago. But I started to feel like I was going to pass out, and I did, and I passed out cold. It was in the winter, and I, and I uh, hit the hit the ground in the snowbank. And by a miracle, I don't know who, but somebody saw it happen, and I was one block from a hospital. Um, where I lived, because the hospital was up the street from us. And uh, evidently, this person took me there and took me to emergency and then left. And I don't know who it was. But um, when I came to, there was a doctor standing over me. And he asked me, um, "You're how old are you? And I told him I was 16. He says, well, you're underage. Um, I need to contact your parents and have them come up here, and then we need to talk, and then, then I think we can release you. Um, so I said, um, okay. I was a little hesitant, but they called my mom. She came up, and uh, the doctor, uh, the doctor told both of us that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. wow. So, yeah. So now I'm pregnant. I'm 16 years old, um, and. Uh, you know, kind of in shock and everything. And uh, my mom takes me home and she says, when did this all happen? And I said, and so I told her what happened. And she says, well, we got to tell your dad. And um, that, that I was scared because my dad had a temper and he, he, he was an alcoholic and uh, was for years an alcoholic. Um, and uh, we always had issues. So I didn't know how he was going to react. So I was pretty scared. And uh, But he surprised me because he said, do you have, he says, who was this that did this? And I said, a guy at Rose Skating Rink. He said, um, do you know his name? And I said, no. But I think I can get, I think maybe my girlfriend might know it because she talked to him quite often. Uh, when we were there. So anyway, um, we found out what his name was. My dad um, said, we're going to go to the police station. And um, short story, um, we found out that this wasn't the first time he's done that to young ladies. Right. So he had a record. So I had to go to court and I had to talk about the intimate things that happened to me. <laughs> but um, and that was scary, but they did. He was put in prison. So now I'm pregnant, and um, and I said, okay, so, you know, now I got this baby in me, and I'm in school, and I'm not going back to school, Mom. I don't care what you say or think, but I am not going to go back to school because I'm going to show eventually, and people are going to think I'm a loose woman, loose girl or whatever, and and it, I was a wallflower as it was. I, I didn't have a whole lot of friends, but I had a couple good girlfriends, and that was enough for me. But, but um, so my mom said, well, I don't like the idea of you quitting, but but if you insist and that's what you're going to do, then, then we'll have to do that. And I says, well, you know, what am I going to do? And she says, well, you're going to stay in the house, until the until the until you give birth, and I said, "Stay in the house. You mean not go out?" And I could tell right away that even though she knew the truth, she was ashamed of me. So that made it very hard to carry, mm -hmm. carry this for nine months. And uh, she said, um, "You can stay home. Um, you know, you're not going to school. You're going to stay home." And um, I, and my both my parents worked. 
So I said, well, I could be a big help to your mom because, you know, you have always have so much housework. And I had younger siblings, too. Two, two of them were younger than me, um, three years apart. We were all three years apart. There were four of us kids. So I helped to take care of them and get them off to school and that kind of thing. And I was doing pretty good. But then then the time came when, um, when uh, Christmas was coming around. And, uh, of course, I was pretty pregnant and, uh, well, some, I, I showed anyway. And um, every year we would go to my grandparents' house for Christmas, and she told me I couldn't go. So she, I said, it's Christmas, and i got to stay home alone. She says, yes, because I don't want to have to explain to the family what happened to you. Well, Mom, it wasn't me. It, was, it happened to me. I, and uh, so it just made it a little hard, but, but I got I, you know, I got through it um, as best as I could, and uh, the day came I got pregnant, or the day I just got pregnant. The day came that uh, I went in labor. I didn't know I was in labor, but I was suffering a lot of pain, and my parents were working. And I held on until they got home, and my mom mom came in first, and I said, Mom, I'm dying. I'm, so, I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much pain. And she goes... Oh my word! I bet you're in labor because you're about due. So um, we didn't have a car, so she called my uncle and we went to the hospital. And um, I gave birth to a boy, a little boy, um, and it was on the um, twenty, the twenty-first of November. He was born in the evening, <laughs> and um, I woke up the next morning and all I could hear was everybody's televisions all the way down the hall in the hospital were on, and I kept hearing about Kennedy. Kennedy was assassinated that, the following day, mm-hmm. that, before my son, yeah. And uh, so there was a lot of that talk and a lot of going on. And uh, so <clears throat> I, would, uh, I was in the hospital, I think, three days, and on the second day uh, they wheeled in another young woman, probably about two years older than me, and uh, she she had a boyfriend, and she got pregnant out of wedlock, and so we shared a lot together. You know, it it it, it was a big help to just talk about it to somebody that mm-hmm. that you know. And she had some similar situations where her parents said she couldn't keep the baby. And my father, I said to him, "Well, you know, this baby, it, it you know, I mean, what am I going to have to give him up or?" You know, I mean, I know I'm young and all that. And my dad says, listen, I took you to court. I got him arrested. I did my job. And if you even think of bringing him home, the doors will be locked and you're on your own. I am not going to raise another kid. So I had no choice. Um, so now I'm in the, I'm back in the hospital and I'm telling this, this girl I met, uh, the roommate of mine, about that. And she said, well, my parents basically said the same thing, but I'm going to find a way to keep mine. And I said, really? Well, I, I, you know, so we talked anyway. And so I was due to leave the hospital the next day. And uh, she said to me, have you been up there to see him? Have you gone up to the nursery? And I said, no. And she says, can I ask why? I mean, this is your baby, too, whether you made the decision or not it's still you delivered this baby and I said I can't do it because if I can't keep him there's no way I can go up there and look at him and and walk away I can't do that I can't hold him because it'll kill me I mean I can't do it so I just better just I'm better off to forget about it well she talked to me and said look at no matter what happened and how it happened it's still part of you. He is part of you. You delivered this boy. And I feel like you will never, you will regret it if you never even so much as look through him through the glass window and study him because you gave this child birth. And it made sense to me. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll go up and I'll take a look. Now, to let you know, my mom was a Christian. And it was right to the day she died. 
Um, and so I knew all about God. We always went to church, but I never gave my life over to God, but I went to church out of obedience. So here I am standing, uh, standing there looking at him um, through the window, and uh, I just spoke out loud and said, Lord, I can't keep him. I have no choice. I don't have a job. I'm too young. But I'm going to give him up for adoption, and I just pray that that you find some good parents that will love him, give him all the love he can, you can, and um, and uh, and here I am, finding myself praying, and I knew there was a God, but I just hadn't given my life over, but but I was really leaning on God after that. So um, I came home, and. Uh, and no one said, oh, how, you know, how are you doing? No one said anything because they were focused on the television because of the assassination of Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I went up in my room and shut the door and just kind of hung out there. And and uh, my mom started noticing and uh, that she would hear me cry for night, night after night after night after night. I would try to be quiet in my room, but I mean, I, I just felt so empty, so lost. And without without this little boy, and it just tore me up off something awful, and I just I wasn't dealing with it well. And um, I even was talking about maybe suicide. I mentioned it to my mom that you know why why am I even living? You know. So she came up probably after about three weeks, and she she came up and sat on the edge of my bed and said, "Bonnie, I'm really worried for you. You are not." you're not coming around. And she says, she says, but I'm going to tell you something. And I said, what mom? And she says, there is nothing and no one on this earth that can take this pain away or, or, you know, or or heal you or anything. The only way you're going to get any help and get comfort and get strength is through Jesus Christ. And I know you go to church, but you've never gone to the altar. But if you decide to do that, I know God can help you get through this pain. And I said, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. And we left it at that. And uh, two days later, she she comes, she tells me that uh, there's going to be a special pastor at the church, and I'd like you to come with me. And I shocked myself, but I said, all right, because usually I just would go on Sundays. I wouldn't go during the week. I wouldn't do it. So um, I said, all right. And I gave my life to Christ. <laughs> All right. And it was because of him delivering this this wonderful boy, baby boy. It it caused me to to see that I did need the Lord because I wasn't going to get through with this, mm-hmm. get over it. And uh, and about a, about two or three weeks later, approximately, I got baptized. And uh, when they lift me out of the water, they asked if I if I had anything I wanted to say. And all I could say with tears running down my eyes, I said, yes. I said, I've got a daddy now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I didn't I didn't have, you know, my dad did the best he could, but it, he was messed up. And it, it, there wasn't a lot of affection in my home and everything. So I leaned a lot on the Lord. So now I'm starting to pray. And I'm praying all the time, especially during his birthday. And I'm I'm constantly saying to the Lord, Lord, just I, I just pray that wherever he is, he's with a good family. And I just pray that whoever adopted him knows Jesus Christ as their Savior so that they can bring my son up to know God. And if I never meet him, at least I'll know that we'll spend eternity in in heaven with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I prayed that and prayed that and prayed that. And then I started thinking when he was a year and two years old and three years old, when he was a little toddler, I, I used to close my eyes and say, I know he had black hair when I looked at him through the glass window there, but I wonder what he looks like, you know? So I try to imagine what he could look like. And I, you know, just tried to picture them. And I, it just never, I could never stop thinking of them. So um, time went by, and um, and um, I got married. <laughs> and uh, I had ended up having three daughters, no boys, oh. but I did have three beautiful daughters. 
and love them very much and still do. They're they're my love they're my life. And uh so I felt that it was only fair once they got to be teenagers, they were old enough to un- to know they needed to know that they did have a half brother out there. Right. And even before they were teenagers, I constantly went would well not constantly, but often I would go back to the adoption center to see if I could find out any information about where he is, but of course they don't give that out. No. And they also said because it was statutory rape, it's a closed case, so we can't tell you. But you know, as time goes by, sometimes things do open up. So it was a, as my daughters learned this and got a little older, they said, come on, let's go back and see if there's any changes. And they, all three of them, all three of them tried to, tried to, uh, tried to, you know, get some information and find him, and it just didn't happen. So I learned that there was a group in Rochester called ALMA, A-L-M-A, and what it was was a support group for those people that had that had babies that had to give up, had to give them up for different reasons, like mine. Um, they would help them to help find these babies to con- to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Or children. Some of them were older, of course, because it had been years. But I never had enough information, I thought. So it never happened. So this very last, the, I have, I had um, two daughters, three years apart, and then, um, then I, I, my last daughter, um, when she was born, the the other two that I had first were, uh, um, I'm trying to think, ten. 10 years old and 13 years old or something like that. And so I had this baby, this baby after it. And the girls, of course, loved it because, because they took over. They loved having, you know, being little moms. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I had another girl. And I wasn't trying to replace the son I had, but I wanted to know what it felt like to raise a boy because I didn't get that chance. But I had a girl. And uh, she's, she's uh, in her 30s now. She's married and all. And, uh, oh, I would say about, I don't even think it was a year ago, it was about maybe maybe about eight, nine months ago, she told me about a program on TV where they they help people search for their adoptive, um, their, the children that they've given up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And I never heard of it because it was on demand, the station demand, and I don't, we don't even have cable. I'm not interested in a lot of TV, so... Um, but she told me, and I says, wait a minute, your sisters helped me way back when, but nothing came of it. And you're, now you're trying? Really? You are? And she says, well, I am, but um, that's why I'm asking, calling you to ask you questions so I can get some information. But I, I evidently didn't have enough information, and they never answered her at that time. So time goes on a little bit more, a few months more, and it comes February. Um, my youngest daughter says to me um, that her oldest sister, my oldest daughter, um, decided she wanted to take a DNA test to find out about her heritage. And I said, well, I know what her heritage is, and so does her father. Now, I'm divorced from her father now, and I'm remarried. Um, but uh, I said, I said, well, why would she be doing that? She knows her heritage, and she says, she wants to know more all about herself, and uh, so, and I go, oh, whatever. That's what basically was my attitude, whatever. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a week later, I get a call, <laughs> and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to um, tell the story without crying. But um, <laughs> here's the miracle. I was on my way out the door when the phone rang. And um, I picked it up, and uh, I said, hi. And I knew it was one of my daughters. And, um, hi, Mom, Uh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I was getting ready to go out. Um, I was on my way out, but what's up? And I heard two giggles in the background, and I go, "Uh, wait a minute. Are Are all my daughters on a conference call? Yes, we are. And I go, Why? And I flew out the door and sat down on the porch steps because I didn't, I was like, what, what are they going to tell me? What's going on? I had no clue. And, uh, 
And they and I started to whimper a little bit, and and they said, "Why are you crying?" And I said, "Because." Uh, and I made a little joke. I said, "Because two of you never call me. You only text me, uh. and only the youngest one calls me. So for th- all three of you to be calling me at once, it's got to be bad news, right?" And they go, uh, "Mom, sit down." Sit down, because you are going to be in shock, but I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this is great news. They found my son. But what happened is my daughter got on, and she went on to his DNA site. Um, What's it called? One, two, three, and me. Um, And uh, it was just a couple days after she she did her DNA, somebody texted her. It was another woman, young woman. And she she told my daughter, uh, I just looked at her, I just looked at where I just got uh, my DNA, and it tells me that you and I match. We are a very close match. We could be as close as cousins. And and of course, I'm curious, you know, how we could possibly be related. And my oldest daughter says, Well, mom, you know, I kind of I kind of knew. Well, she says, I didn't know, but I was hoping upon hoping because none of us ever forgot him, ever forgot the desire in your heart that you always wanted to find him, too. But she said, I was careful and I took a long time to to talk with her and go slowly because I wasn't going to call and tell you this news unless I was 110% sure. And I was very grateful to my daughter for doing that. And she told me the conversations they had back and forth. And she she said, well, let's try to figure out how we're related. And she said, how about your mom's side? Um, does she have any Hummels or Grangers on her side of the family? Because that's what's on my side. And she says, well, I know my mom pretty well. I'm pretty close to her. And she's never mentioned those names. No, not at all. And it didn't take long for my daughter to say, well, how about your dad's side? And she says, well, that's always been a problem. And my daughter says, well, how so? She said, well, when he was a baby, he was adopted. Uh And um, he always, always, ever since he was an infant, because my grandmother told him at a very young age that he was a special, her special little boy, because she picked him out. Um, by adopting him, and he knew that. He, and as he grew, he grew a little older. He started to understand that. Wait a minute, I've got another mom out there somewhere. Why, why did she give me up? And he said it tortured him at times. But, um, but she, so my daughter did ask. Oh, so this, so so your dad was adopted. Well, do you know what city? And she said in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, really? And I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just, uh, she, I'm sure she didn't tell me every detail, but uh, she said, okay, well, so he doesn't know any of his mom's side. He's never found her, gotten any information. Is that correct? And she said, that's correct. But he still wishes that he had and wish he could. You know, he still hopes for that. And so she, she kind of didn't know where this was going. And my daughter says, well, could you, could you, do you possibly, you probably know your dad's birthday. Could you, would you mind giving me his birthday? And she says, yes, November 21st, 1963. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, then I really cried. <laughs> the girls had to wait like 20 minutes because I couldn't stop. And um, so I said, so, okay, where is he? And she said, he's in Florida. He lives in Florida. And I go, really? And she says, yeah. And I said, where's his number? You got information? She says, Mom, I am going to send you everything. Um, his daughter gave me his phone num- home phone number. She gave me his, his uh, fa- not Facebook, but email address. Mm-hmm. And when you are ready and he is ready, it's all up to you. But we just, Mom, we just want you to know we're very, very happy for you because you're you're coming full circle. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me later, when did you call him? I said that night. I didn't. I, I called them at first, and uh, 
well, first I text him and I said, I want to call you. I've waited so many years to find you. I don't want to wait. And he says, and so I picked up the phone and I called him and, and, and we talked for about three, four minutes. And he said, would you, would you mind if we carried through on this tomorrow? And I said, well, sure we can. If there's no hurry. Um, you know, if you're not ready, that's fine. You know, whenever you're ready. He says, I'm ready. I'm just not ready right now, okay? And um, But we'll talk tomorrow. And so uh, he hung, we hung up, and, uh, and uh, he told me the next night when he called that the reason he couldn't talk to me is he dropped to the floor. Uh. <laughs> and... Uh, and he just was thanking God and thanking God and crying. He says, I couldn't stop, and I just didn't want to cry in front of you. And he says, I just just dropped right to the floor, just praising God and thanking him. And I go, oh, you're a Christian, you're a believer? <laughs> and he says, yes. And I go, I prayed you like me. And we talked four hours. He said it was about four and a half hours just to get to know one another. And that went on for a week. <laughs> and... From the, now it's slowing down, and um, I tell him I'll, I'll text him and go, I miss those four-hour talks, <laughs> and I make him laugh um, because there was so much to t- talk about at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I told him, where in Florida are you? And he said, Coral Springs. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and... Um, so I said, well, my husband and I are going to Florida, but we're going to uh, Titusville because he has family there. And he says, oh, where the space the space center is. And I said, yeah. He says, I've been there before. And I said, yeah, well, what I'm thinking is, would you like to meet halfway? You know, because it is a long drive to your place. Could we meet halfway? And um, and uh, maybe go out to dinner and, you know, have a nice long talk. My husband will be with me and if that's okay at all. And he kind of, kind of, hesitate a little bit but he says "Mm, okay he says we'll talk about that when it gets a little closer and uh, then he called me like a night because we talked every night for quite a while and uh, he said to me look at it's it's not enough to just meet you in a restaurant i've been looking for you for 55 years Uh. he says um i'm going to get he says i i know you told me where where you're located so i i went on google and looked up the nearest hotel and it was a mile and a half away and he got a hotel for two nights so that we could really get to know one another and uh i asked him if he would bring some photo albums with him and when when uh we met up the first night uh, you probably have the pictures i i gave uh, but uh, my husband, I asked my husband to come with me and come in with me so that he could take photos of us meeting right. in a video because I knew I would cherish those and he would too. And uh, and then um, and then uh, my husband left shortly after that after he got to know him a little bit and uh, I told him that was all right that he could leave and um, I'll call him when I'm ready. And so we had a good talk and then. He, I had asked him if you come if you're coming to Florida, would you please bring albums of when you were a little boy? And he says, Well, I got albums all the way through my life, through the service and everything. And I said, Well, you can bring them too, but I want to see the little boy. I want to see the little boy in you. And he says, oh, He says, No problem. So he brings them. And I looked at a few that night, and then the next day was a Saturday, and we had the whole day together. So now I'm really going through them because we got more time. And uh, he says, why are you so interested in the little pictures? And I said, just because I want to know what you look like. Because I used to, every time, every year that I, I knew when your birthday was, I tried to envision what you look like. And I just want to see, see what, you know, what I, you know, if what you look like. And he says, oh, well, okay. But he says, you want to hear a story? He says, my mom, my dad died, he said. When my dad did, my mom was living alone. And and I offered her to stay, come stay with us. And so she agreed to stay with me for, for some amount of time. I don't know if it was a year or two years, but um, all she wanted to do, she had all these scattered pictures of him, and she said she wanted uh, albums to put them in, and that's what she did all day while they worked. And, you know, they wondered, you know, the, he and his wife wondered, well, you know, what's this all about? And I talked to her since, and she told me that um, 
she had this urgency. She didn't know why, but she had this urgency to get all these pictures in order and write down his age and everything. And she says, and I didn't even know why. I really didn't cause, because I didn't think my son was that much into um, pictures anyway. <laughs> But she says, I had this urgency. And you know, Bonnie, now I know why. Mm -hmm. And we both started to cry because I've talked to her because she, you know, I asked for her phone number and I had talked to her and that's what, what she told me. Well, I was skimming through the pictures and I saw this one picture and I put my hand up because my son was standing there looking over me and I kind of like back off, you know, <laughs> I, I put my hand up, not to back off, but just because I didn't want to shock him. I knew, I knew I was going to flood a river and I cried. I cried and 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 when I and, and when I calmed down um I said to him um I'm sorry about that but I just learned something and he says what I says I always tried to envision what you look like just from that one time I looked at you through that glass and I just realized I wasn't imagining who you were God gave me the image of you. He mm -hmm. gave me that. This is exactly how I imagine you. This is it. And he gave me that whole album book and many more. He says, you know, I'm not really into it. And you can have a lot of these pictures and I've got them and I cherish them because I missed all those years. So, um, so we're, we are now connected and, um, since that time in February in Florida, uh, my youngest daughter was interested in wanting to meet him and and it's partly because i asked her we go we go with my youngest daughter's family her husband and her, my grandson we go to the outer banks every summer and uh, that's coming up next couple next couple weeks but um i asked her a while back could we invite him and his family to the Outer Banks because there's only us going and there's five bedrooms. And she said, well, I don't have a problem with that, except that I don't know him. You at least got to meet him for a while. I, I don't know him and I'd feel more comfortable if I knew him. So I says, well, I don't know if he's going to say yes, you know, but um, we can at least ask. And she says, well, let's wait. And why don't we, I'd like to make a plan to go see him. So I was teasing her, and um, I said, well, what is your plan? Are you planning on going down alone and staying in a hotel, or are you planning to stay in this house if he offers, and are you planning to take your mother? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and she says, yeah, Mom, I'm glad you said that, because, yeah, I couldn't do this alone. So we, she, she asked him if that was okay, and he says, and he also accepted going to the Outer Banks. He said he would love to go. And she, she offered him that before she saw him. So she was starting to feel very comfortable with the chats and the calls that they had between them. Mm -hmm. And so we went down there just two weeks ago. We were down there for four days, and I got to meet his wife. Now, I didn't want to give this away at first, but I told you I had, uh, I have between my husband and I, 18 wonderful, beautiful grandchildren. I now have 20. Aww. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two more granddaughters. I met, I met the, the 14 year old and, um, she's just lovely. I just love her. And she, she's very happy. And she told me she's the luckiest girl ever because, well, her, well, her dad reminded her she was the luckiest girl because she has three grandmas now. Uh. <laughs> and, um, with going to the Outer Banks, they're all coming. And the other daughter, uh, lives further out, um, not in Florida, but, uh, uh, anyway, she has agreed to also um, join us. So I have yet to met, meet her, and she's 25. So um, we got that to look forward to. But God is just so awesome to do this for me, mm -hmm. to, to give to. But, you know, I hear people, and I see a lot on Facebook, that people that get discouraged and, and uh, they wonder if God even hears them. Some, some people are like that. You know, I, I see comments. And, I, and I, ju I just put up, I don't put details, but I put up, don't ever give up on God and don't ever stop praying for, for your desires. Because if it's, in, if it's God's will, 
it'll always be in his timing because he knows what's best. And I waited 55 years. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. And I never gave up on God. And because because he answered my prayer, you know, I mean, even before I, you know, had my prayer answered, I, you know, because I didn't want to tell details on Facebook, uh, it was, you know, I received Christ. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it all turned out so well. And so if I had to wait 55 years in God's timing, Mm -hmm. and he did answer, and if he doesn't answer, he knows why. Always trust in him. And this is why I'm telling my story. He knows what we all like and what we need and, and, you know, our hopes and our desires and everything else. I just want to say um, you mentioned 55. You know what five stands for? No. I don't. I honestly don't. It it stands for grace, and then you have a five double five. Five stands for grace. So you and have, I a, have a double five. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> double That's grace. Awesome. That's wow. right. Yeah. Double grace. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh-huh. Yes. So yeah. praise Father. <laughs> he um. We found out we're so much alike. I I see myself in him so much. And he, at the time came, you know, early on, after probably the second or third phone call we had between each other before we met, he wanted to, I knew he was going to ask about his dad. Can you tell me anything about my dad? And of course I had to tell him, Right. you know, the the bad and the sad, but, and, and, and he, you know, he had to, you know, it took him a while, you right. know, to, to. To right. deal with that, of course. I'm sure. Uh, that's totally understandable. I knew that was going to come. But as he came around, I told him, God is the greatest because you are, I find every time I talk to you, I, I see so much of you in me. I don't, I didn't know this guy, but I can tell you, you, God wouldn't have even, I don't think God would have even put us together if he, if he looked or acted like the, you know, this other guy, (laughs) the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, and he would only put us together if it was a positive and a good thing, because God does protect us. And I said, focus, focus on the fact that you now found your mother and you still have your other mother. And he says, yes, I've got two moms now. (laughs) And it's so true. And we both love them equally. We've talked between us too, how much we love, love him and, and all. But um, uh, he has met his youngest sister, and I can see God moving in my my second oldest daughter because she just recently told my grandchildren, her daughters, that they have an uncle. But she hasn't talked to him yet, but I can see it happening very soon. And, uh-huh. and we're, you know, I'm thrilled for him. My oldest daughter, the one that set this all up and, and talked with with his oldest daughter and discovered this for some reason i think she's just afraid but she said she's not ready but i i know she'll come around because i'm praying uh-huh. and i i just feel she will yeah because they're missing out on on having this wonderful warm brother that's just full of humor All right. <laughs> he is, yeah and we found out that we are stuck on numbers and because I noticed what his um, what his uh, uh, email was, and it was a number, it was his birth date, and mine was my birthday. Fourteen is my number, and I'm always using it. <laughs> and we found out so much about how we are with numbers. And I was when I flew out there, I was in. I had to tell him I was in seat fourteen. Uh. <laughs> And when I left there, I was in row 14, and then I flew t- uh, two weeks later, uh, no, two, two days later, when I came, returned home, I had to go, uh, go to my granddaughter's, my middle daughter's um, daughter. Uh, she graduated from high school, and um, the, plane, the, flight, the flight was number 6314. That's his date and, and my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I said, and guess what seat I'm in? He says, oh, Mom, it's got to be 21 because that's, that's the day he was born, November 20. He was born one week exactly after I turned 17. 
one week after my birthday. So his is 21 minus 14 of November. And... uh, and he says, Mom, it's got to be 21. You've got to be so sick of that number 14. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we kid around a lot about numbers. But uh, it's it's just a joy, just a joy. And my husband's, like, so thrilled. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> how this is all turning out, how God is working through this. Right. Yes. Well, wow. Miss Bonnie, we just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Amen. Well, thank you for us. letting me share it. Thank you. It was such a blessing. It was. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's really made me smile so much. <laughs> oh, I... I'm so glad for that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And all told... the details. Yes. I've told a lot of my Bible study ladies and church people, and uh, most of them just cheer up. They just. Yeah, it's hard not to. What really? God does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep, yes. he's good for all sure. Right. Man, that's two fine <laughs> stories today, Mikey. You blessed me with yours and it, then yeah. hearing hers, and wow. you guys fantastic. That's how the Father yeah. rolls right there. Yes, sir. Well, Miss Bonnie, mm-hmm. I might need you to resend those photos to me because um, through text, because okay. unfortunately it won't load through my chat anymore. All right, so... You want me to do it through text? Yes, please. You can just, okay. Just one right, picture of that. the two of you. I'm going to have Fritz use it for his uh, thumbnail right. picture. All right. I can do that. No Perfect. problem. Thank All you. All right. Wonderful talking to both of you and sharing my story. Thank you well, again thank you. so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. All God right. bless you both. God bless, God bless you. you, Bonnie. It was nice having you. Thank yes, you so thank much. You. You're I- welcome. Thank you. I guess Bye-bye. that's session 209. Yes, that's session is. 209. You better believe it. Yes, sir. And uh, we just appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to, to be with us and, and to listen. And uh, drop us a line at godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you have a testimony and you don't want to call in and your mic's shy, you don't want to come by, uh, <laughs> you can uh, type it up and send it to godstoriesradio at gmail.com. Dot com and you can also tweet us tweet us on the twitter we would appreciate that and uh, make sure you you give us a like on facebook facebook's always a a good way to communicate with all of our listeners and uh prayer requests and things like that and then plus you get the the latest podcast like on the same day <laughs> so you can't beat that no you can't that sounds like a deal like i a know bargain. it right <laughs> well, we just love each and every one of you. And uh, again, thanks for everybody that prays for us and uh, and donates. It just, every every little thing adds up to be a lot. And we just uh, praise the Father that he uh, uh, gives us a chance to be the stewards of God's stories. Absolutely. Radio. You know, bringing hope and comfort to the world has been our only agenda since we got started. Mm-hmm. Six plus years ago. You ain't lying. So... We just love you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and weekend. So that about wraps it up for Session 209. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. In my weakest moment, I see you Shaking your head in disgrace I can read the disappointment Written all over your face Here come those whispers in my ear Saying who do you think you are Looks like you're on your own from here Cause grace could never reach that far But in the shadow of that shame Beat down by all the blame I hear you call my name Saying it's not over and my heart starts to beat Drowning out the doubt I'm down but I'm not out There's a war between Guilt and grace And they're fighting for A sacred space But I'm living through Grace wins every time yeah. No more lying down In death's defeat Now I'm rising up In the way it feels 
When mercy floods a thirsty soul The broken side begins to heal And grace returns with guilty stole Part of you and me, grace wins for the thief on the cross. 